Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically performing preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the of reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building right back in here another tuesday your favorite podcast and this is one of you guys' favorite episode and i love it too it's the local pastor spotlight and I am so honored and, and grateful to have this young man on. Uh, we've been in the inbox for quite a while, uh, first just conversating, and then, you know, we decided to have him on. And uh, he has, I'm sure, quite a story for you. So first, let's, uh, let me introduce you to Mr. Greg. How are you, sir? Doing well, brother. How are you? Oh, man, I can't complain. Worked last night, so I'm still uh, pumping this coffee in my blood stream but uh but we here man <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so uh was, the way well, we like to start out no I'm, you good the way we like to start out man i'm i'm gonna I'm give you the floor because uh like we talked before we started i know you got a lot to say i'm not gonna we're not gonna prolong that so first thing we're gonna do is just jump right in man and allow you to uh tell the people a little bit about yourself and then we'll go from there all right well again it has been a um I've anticipated this day, been looking forward to it, um, simply not, not because to, not to give myself a chance to yap. I've done enough <laughs> of that while working at call centers, so I've, I've done enough yapping, uh, having preached a lot. You know, I wouldn't really call that yapping. That's more proclaiming the word of the Lord. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, I've been looking forward to this. Uh, my name is uh, Greg Mooring, Jr., I will emphasize the junior because that's what I am. I'm a junior. I've got my dad, and then my <laughs> son is the third. So I am, oh, nice. I am who I am. So oh, that that wasn't intended to be blasphemous or anything. Um, but <laughs> that, yeah, so, uh, again, my name is Craig Bowling, Jr. Um, I've been a Christian since 2002, June 10th, 2002. Um, 
yeah, the Lord rescued me. Um, and as I look back on it, I'll explain some, maybe explain some more a little bit later, depending on your questions and whatnot. But as I look back now as, as a Calvinist, I look back and go, man, Lord, like I can't, from an experiential standpoint, I look and say, yeah, that's totally God, because I have no idea why I'm even a Christian, you know, <laughs> in, in my own flesh. Right. But, um, but June 10, 2002, I was 15, going on 16. Um, I'll tell you actually what ended up leading me, uh, you know, Lord ended up using was football. Uh, okay. I had, I was a bit of a uh, video game nerd, uh, couch potato. I mean, everything that you could be like that back in the um, 90s, you know, late late 90s, early 2000s, when you know not everybody was playing video games. I was the guy playing video games, and I'm like, you know, I want to play football, which was <laughs> weird. And so I go mm-hmm. play. And I go, so it's my, going into my sophomore year, so this is 2001, um, summer of 2001, and I go through all the workouts, which was more exercise than I had in my entire life. And I get to the first day of practice, and I quit the very Mm. first day of practice because I got yelled at. I wasn't used to getting yelled at. And so I get yelled at. And I was told to run a lap. And the reason being, is I look back and I go, man, what a dummy I was. I didn't have my chin strap buckled. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting yelled at. And I you know, was told to run a lap. And, you know, I'm cursing everything under the sun uh, while I'm running this lap. And I go up to my coach uh, who told me to run. I throw my helmet out. And he goes, get your blankety-blank helmet. Here's your blankety-blank helmet. And I'm like, okay. So, the first time I go in, or so I go into the locker room, I call my mom, I'm like, Mom, I'm done, pick me up, I'm quitting. And uh, the first coach that came in and talked to me happened to be a youth pastor down the street. And he's like, man, don't nice. quit. I can't stand quitters, all, all this stuff. And he, then he invited me uh, to church, uh, Pleasant Union Christian Church in Lillington, which I know you were from uh, Turkey, right? It was Turkey. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with, with Lillington at all oh i am i am yeah okay so i was in lillington uh that's where i was i went to harnett central high school um mm-hmm. no trojans um but we guy yeah, the coach comes in invites me i go and uh well i did i didn't go until probably well, it was the the week after easter that year so the Easter 2002, the week later is when I started attending uh, Puck. Well, um, he had he invited me. He's like, don't quit. And I get home, and me and my dad talk for like, you understand, my dad, he played football. He played baseball. And I think the reason I wanted to play was because my dad played. And I was like, no, I want to be like my dad. I want to I play. Mm-hmm. And so I went. Um, he and I talked for about three or so hours uh, or more. Uh, it was a long discussion and you know, he convinced me like, I don't want you to do, you know, like, I want you to go through this, you know, go through this year. I think it's what he told me, go through the year. And if after the year, you don't have to play again, but I don't want you to quit. So, right. um, and then another thing he told me was a buddy of mine you know, who was like my best friend at this point, he had gone out the year before 
and he quit. And his dad was talking to my dad and told my dad that, hey, you know, if my son couldn't make it, I know yours couldn't mm. because I was way lazier. And, of course, um, I admit that there's a slight bit of arrogance in me and, you know, pride. I <laughs> went, of course, I ain't going to let this guy tell me I can't do this. Right. So I, I went back the next day and it, it was that and I wanted the letterman jacket because, you know, <laughs> it's a letterman jacket. So I, you right. know, I used those things to drive me. It took me three years uh, to get the jacket, but I finally got it. Um, so I went back, and as I say, the rest is history. Continued throughout that year, and that was, of course, uh, September 11th happens that year. And then Easter, um, the week of Easter, my, my mom and dad decide we're going to church. We never went to church. In fact, mm. when I was growing up and my mom would suggest going to church, I'm like, Really? You need to tell me I'm going to have to wear a tie? What's wrong with you? I ain't wearing a tie. I ain't tucking in my shirt. That was my, you know, that's what I was growing up. And so we ended up going, and the first church we went to, we were like, well, this was a little awkward. Um, this seemed a little dead. And I was like, well, why don't we go to Coach's Church? So the next week we went. And we continue on through that. And then he had. Yeah, so this is again week after Easter, and I continue. I start going. Well, time goes on, and a youth retreat is going on. I'm like, man, I'd like to go, but I'm I'm second of four kids, and we weren't poor by any stretch of the imagination. We lived pretty well off, but I was second of four kids. You know, I don't want to take any. You know, I'm sitting there taking like a hundred bucks or whatever. I'm like, man, I don't want to ask my mom and dad for a hundred bucks. I mean, that that could go towards groceries. Uh, and that's what I told the youth pastor. And I'm like, man, I can't do that. He's like, don't worry about it. You can go. And we'll take care of it. Well, second night in, we had, um, you know, we're going through all this stuff and do all this. It was a good time. And the gospel gets preached. And leading up to that, what's interesting is that back in my eighth grade year, my uh, mom and dad asked me what I wanted for Christmas. I told them a Bible. Which was weird mm. that you know I we didn't go to church didn't have really anything other than watching like the History Channel mysteries of the Bible you know that's always a great mm-hmm. source mm-hmm. of uh, credible biblical truth <laughs> uh, right but so um, I had got that I had been reading that off and on over the couple of years and it it wasn't because I was a Christian or thought I was a Christian I was like it's the Bible it's written by God and you know, I was weird as I had believed God existed because I thought if God doesn't, if you don't think God exists, you're stupid. Um, mm. I even, I even believe that Jesus was crucified and rose from the dead. But it was to me, it was a historical fact. Like, duh, uh, come on. I mean, don't you know history? Jesus came back from the dead, you dummies. But I didn't. You know, it wasn't anything that I really believed, and we didn't go to church or anything. And so mm-hmm. that that night, June tenth, uh, two thousand two hits, and the gospels preached. Um, and what it hit me that night, I go, I don't know, you know, what how your conversion experience was, but mine was such that I tell you what, I felt like it was going on for like an hour. It was probably like thirty seconds, 
But mm. had this, you know, it's a bad analogy, but you know how you watch old Looney Tune cartoons and you'll have like the angel on one side and a demon on the other, like rah, 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 you know, going back and forth. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of yeah. how it felt. <clears throat> it's the only way I could explain it. But it was there was a part of me that's like, oh, don't worry, you're fine. You know, like I knew, like I knew I had broken the law of God and I was condemned. I knew that at that moment. I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to answer to the God who created all things? The God, you know, as I, I look at it now, and I say that, you know, we, we have to give an account to the God who created everything out of nothing, that the God who spoke everything into existence, that the things that were not became because God told them to be. I'm going to have to answer to that God. Uh, that That's the God who's going to throw me into hell and I'll never get burned up. I will forever be tormented. Mm. And you know, it's part of me go, oh, don't worry about that. You're fine, dude. But on the flip side, it's like, dude, you, you know. You know what's going to happen, which, of course, I look back now and I go, I know that was the Holy Spirit going, mm-hmm. dude, you need to repent. Um, and so then I go, okay. I just got to shut this up because I, I never, you know, experienced anything like this. And I'm like, yeah. Um, and I'm like, uh, of course, you know, uh, we were good Southerners, so we raised our hand uh, because that's just what we do. <laughs> uh, right. But, um, and so, and then, of course, I, I'm taken out. We're, we're at, we're at Car Lake is where we're at. Uh, so I'm pretty sure you're familiar with that. But we're at Car Lake, mm-hmm. and I go out there, and it's it's like 10.30 p.m. And I only know that because uh, our youth pastor at the time, he was former military, so we were on a schedule, always on a schedule. Um, and so I knew this about the time it was. And I'm going, and this is one of those things. I, wasn't, I didn't have to be led in a prayer. I was just told, just tell God you're, you know, you're sorry. Ask him to forgive mm-hmm. you. You know, I wasn't well on prayer. Let me lead you in this prayer. Repeat the exact words. And if you mean it, then you'll know. Then you'll be okay. It was, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't hold it back going, God, I, I broke your law. You rightly will judge me. Forgive me. I, I've heard what Jesus did. And I, I have nothing else to trust him. Forgive me. Please. And, you know, uh, the proverbial, you know, weight off your shoulders was, you know, that, again, from this is experiential, uh, so I can't judge everything on that. I have to judge it all according to the Word of God and trusting that God says that if, you know, if I repent and put my faith alone in Christ alone, they'll forgive me. And it was like, thank you. Thank you, Lord. You know, and so it's been that way ever, uh, you know, so I was 15 going on 16. So I've been a Christian now um, 15 years. Um, I've, I've spent next year, I will have spent, uh, so June 10th next year, I will have spent more time as a Christian in my life than I was as a pagan. 
Um, nice. So I, I think so. It's coming up next year that that will be the time where I've spent more. Like where I'm at right now is about the same time. I'm at the halfway point of my life as it is, where half of my life I was lost, and the other mm-hmm. half uh, is been where I've been redeemed. And so um, that's how that is all that. And then um, being you know now a pastor which I would have never have thought because I always growing up, I wanted to be a cartoonist. That's all I ever wanted to be was a cartoonist um, because I like cartoons and comics. And I was like, that's what I want to be. Well, um, football kind of wrecked that because my coach was like, you're an art. No, you're going to weightlifting, man. <laughs> so, okay, I guess. Um, and so I, I go in um, and there's a lot to cover in that, but I'm not going to cover it due to time. But oh. <laughs> it, when God when God called me to uh, ministry, I was uh, 17. So this is my senior year, and I'm going, Lord, what would you have me do? Because I knew being a cartoonist just wasn't it. Like it, I knew that that was not going to happen. And I'm like, Lord, what would you have me do? I, I just want to please you. What would you have me do? And I'm in praying for, praying about this, and it was actually while I was in the weight room, bench pressing, that the Lord called me uh, to pastoral ministry. I'm like, what? What? I don't know if you ever see Doctor Who uh, at all, um, but when David Tennant, uh, <laughs> the 10th Doctor, he'd be like, what? That's all that I, that's exactly how I felt. Like, what? you you got to be kidding me. Um, and I was like, well... And so a lot, a lot of stuff has happened over that period of time. Um, but, you know, it was 17 when God called me, and um, a lot of preparation has gone into that. I'm now a graduate of the Media Bible Institute, um, got ordained officially by, what, a year ago? Um, and now I have, um, through a bunch of moving around, I have... I'm now in southern Idaho, um, in the city of Twin Falls, uh, for the express purpose of um, planning a church. Um, that's, that's that's long story short, um, because there, <laughs> there's a lot uh, that I could explain, but I'm not. But that's um, that's where we're at. Um, so uh, my wife and I have been married. Um, six years, uh, going on seven. Um, we have three kiddos: uh, Michaela, Gabriella, and Greg the third. Um, and so, yeah, God has uh, richly blessed a wicked man, um, and uh, for that, I'm thankful because he's been too gracious to me. Uh, but that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, <laughs> All right, man. So, um, yeah, there's. I'd love to to talk about what you know what we're doing uh, here in Twin Falls, or the reason why we're here, and uh, get all the stats because it's it's quite crazy to say the least. I got you, man. Okay, well, that was that was a, a powerful uh, testimony slash intro. Um, 
and and right here we're going to take a break and come back then we'll we'll talk about a little bit of ministry and then we'll uh get ready to conclude right here we're going to take a break for one of our network sponsors reginald quick what's your favorite podcast the reformed podcast uh what's your second favorite calvinist batman and friends Chris, I don't think he understands the point of advertising. Well, another good podcast is The Rugged Marriage. It's our podcast where we talk practically and biblically about what it means when two sinful people say, I do. Check out the new episodes every Monday and learn with us as we discuss marriage, life, death, sin, and everything in between. Reform your theology, reform your marriage. And stay rugged, my friends. All right, we're back. It's your boy Dwayne, favorite podcast, local pastor spotlight, special, special guest. Uh, Mr. Greg is in here with us, uh, just shared a powerful, powerful uh, testimony uh, of conversion and 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 how all that came to be. Um, and, and, and Greg, we're going to jump right in, man, with uh, the next question. You know, you say you got a church plant started in Twin Falls. Um I guess my first question is what what do you see now cuz you're just getting there uh as one of the things that I guess is uh most challenging right now. Yeah, um I'll say this, you know, my I, I do have a familiarity with Idaho. Um I've got a, a probably about a 30 plus year family history in in Idaho, uh, which is quite impressive for Idaho because a lot of Californians especially up to the northern part of the state, because we're in the southern end of the state, um, Californians realize that California, and I'm, for all my California brethren that are out there, I'm sorry, I do have a problem with California. Um, <laughs> they all leave California going, saying, yeah, California's crazy, because it is, um, and go up to Idaho, uh, especially up to nor- the northern part. Um, so I, I've I've had this familiarity with Idaho. I've lived here a couple times early on in my life. I uh, met my wife actually out here, um, and then moved back to North Carolina when I was called on to be a youth pastor. So I kind of had an idea of what to what to what what I would experience. Um, so coming now to the southern part, it is slightly different uh, than the northern part of Idaho, um, not just from a, a landscape, but from um, the people are about the same though. The big, the big issue, like knowing as I was coming out here, um, and is the population, um, I want to say Twin Falls, at least in the, maybe the Magic Valley area, um, which is where we sit, is about what I would call like 20% Mormon. Um, where we're at in Twin Falls, we have one of those lovely idol worshiping factories, one of the Mormon temples, um, mm. sitting in there. And I will tell you, it looks like it came out of um, what's that video game with the with the bricks? And I'm not talking Tetris. Um, like you usually see a lot Minecraft. of Minecraft. Minecraft. It looks like it was made in Minecraft. Um, it seriously, or or some kid designed it with Legos. It is so ugly. I mean, it's ugly. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how ugly it is. It. I seriously have. There's been a number of times I drift past and I go, I want to vomit at this thing. This thing is awful. Um, it's got one of those nasty 
idols that sit up on top of it, the angel Moroni, I believe. And I'm like, this thing, the only thing I can ever think of, have you ever watched Lutheran satire? Uh, No. Oh, you should check out Lutheran satire. It's hilarious. They've got one. Uh, they, it's called the uh, LDS Secondhand Gift, where a demon supposedly is asking Satan for a, a new religion for his birthday. Um, and then he starts to and Satan's like, oh, yeah, it's your birthday. Let me, let me tell you what I got for you. And he goes to describe it, and, and the demon's like, you sure you're not talking about Islam? Oh, no, no, it's totally, <laughs> totally a new religion for America. Uh, but we need a leader's name. Um, and it's like, you sure his name's not Muhammad? He's like, oh, no way. White people would never follow a guy named Muhammad. Like, think of the whitest name you can think of. And it's like, Joseph Smith? Oh, yeah, that's the whitest name ever. Let's go find you a Joseph Smith. <laughs> uh, wow. So, um, but check out Lucian Set. I recommend it. Um, but, yeah, it's, man, it, it's the... You have the heavy Mormon influence. You know, when we talk to 20% of the population, that's a big deal. We've got probably in Twin Falls alone, close to 10 different wards, ward houses rather, uh, which is what we would consider to be a church, but I wouldn't, I don't want to um, sanctify their idolatrous buildings um, <laughs> with, the, with the title of a church. Um, so you, you're talking 20% of the population. Each intent, those, each of those ward houses can host up to four congregations. So you have basically what we would look at and say there are 40 different Mormon churches, per se, total. Like 40 different congregations, at least. Plus the temple, um, which you always see people going in and out of. Apparently, they're getting married. Um, that, that's that. And then you have the... A lot of it is the uh, I don't really careism. You know, it's not mm. like they're antagonistic to religion in any way. They just don't care. It, it doesn't cross their mind. Which you know, being you know, as, you know I being Southerners, we're going, well, that's a little different. Um, you know, you get where there in the South is this cultural Christianity. You don't have that out here. The people are nice as can be. And if you like, and I'll tell you this, if you like firearms, Idaho is a place for firearms. So that makes sense. <laughs> I love firearms. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you'll, you'll like Idaho. Uh, it's, you know, if you're a resident of the state, you can conceal without a permit. Um, you don't have to go, you know, if you were familiar with uh, North Carolina where you have to go and ask your sheriff permission to purchase a, a handgun. Yep. Idaho, you don't yep, have to yep, do yep. that. You just walk in and say, <laughs> I want to buy that. Okay. And they do your background check. You're out in 30 minutes. Um, it's That's wonderful. how it is in South Carolina. That's nice. Um, but, mm -hmm. yeah, so people are great here. It's a wonderful place to live. Um, but And it's a wonderful place to, to raise a family. But when there are whole, literally, entire towns in Idaho that are 100% lost. 100% that you have the state of Idaho is basically 90% lost. 90%. Because you have whole towns that are entirely Mormon. There is no gospel presence whatsoever 
in a lot of Idaho. That, you know, you talk, like Twin Falls, you have at least 20% are on their way to hell. And then you've got a lot of others that, again, that just don't know, that don't care, they never heard it. And right. I just I just finished up a job at a at a call center here. The, the Lord had, as much as I'm like, Lord, can I get something else other than another call center job? He's He had given me an opportunity to be in this class where there was 15 of us. And almost every one of them was lost. Had never heard the gospel. Ever. Had no idea about it. And it, this had given me, you know, since I was able to, to preach gospel to everyone in my class, invited to church. They knew I was a, I, I, when in our introduction, I said, you know, as a pastor, which, you know, some people might think, oh, that's, that's going to turn people off. Actually, it didn't. They would come to me with questions. They'd go, you're a pastor? i got a question for you. Like, legitimately asking me this. And so is that there's this, and that, and that just seems to have been you know, the case. You have so many people, the great, nice, kind people, but never heard the gospel. And but what would you expect when you have such a stronghold uh, that Satan has created in Mormonism? That often the people that I talk with, that you, you know, that they have a Mormon background, and they're like, "That junk is crazy." And I'm like, "You're right. It is. It's insane. It's like I'm was watching a sci-fi movie." Um, it's so insane. Mm. But, I mean, come on. God's basically an alien in their religion. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. and it's weird. But they, you get so many people that don't even know. They've never heard the true gospel. They didn't know that Satan and Jesus aren't brothers. That, that right. Jesus, you know, what he has done. They've never heard it. And so you get... Yep, that's true. What was that? I said, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It's just, it's just, there's so many that just, they've never heard. And you go, this is in America. I thought we were supposedly a Christian nation. And then I get an entire (laughs) state where 90% of the population is is damned right now? Come on. You know, so I I get a little, and and here's, and and where I'm sitting in Twin Falls is close um, to Nevada. And so there, I've got a, a pastor friend. He's uh, actually from Asheville. Name's uh, Zach Hunter. Uh, yeah, pastor Jack bought Baptist Church. Um, he and I connected about a couple months ago because I was moving out here and, you know, long story in that. But he he pastors this church in Jackpot, um, which you can kind of guess what they do based on their name. And it's in Nevada. Uh, so um, it's nothing but casinos there. And Nevada right, also right. has legalized prostitution. Wow. And so just as the story here, me and him went last week uh, down to a town called Wells to go fishing because that's what we do. We're Southerners. We fish and hunt and blow things up. Um, so we went down there and to go fishing. And as we're going down... He's like, hey, there's the brothels over there. And I, of course, never seen this before. I mean, obviously, you know, right. having lived in Fayetteville for a little bit, you know, saw in the strip clubs. 
Uh, yep, yep. Website tattoo parlors. Uh, it was, you know, that's that right there on in in Fayetteville. You're familiar with Fayetteville. Um, that, yes, sir. But but seeing a brothel was like what? And then as we came back, I paid attention to the billboard for it because it's got a billboard. Um, it goes, ladies, 24 hours. They were treating women. They treat women like it's McDonald's, like a McDonald's drive-thru. Open wow. 24 hours. Like it's the Waffle House. And mm, mm, mm. you can't, I couldn't help but weep. Going, God, this is, you have women made in your own image that are being treated like cattle. That you've got, and then, and so, as we were on our way back uh, from our fishing trip, I went over to Zach, and I said, Zach, man, because we're Southern Baptists, and, you know, there's all, and I, I'm I'm happy to be a Southern Baptist. I'm proud of the things that it's been able to accomplish in getting the gospel out, but, you know, an experience that I've, I've seen in Southern Baptist life is that we talk this big talk. Oh, we want to see people redeemed. We want to see people saved. And often, I, I've got in the back of my mind all these things that I've seen here in Idaho. And what I, you know, now and also experiencing it going down to Nevada and seeing this going, yeah, we want to see people saved, which is what we want because we want the gospel to go forth. We want Christ to be glorified in the salvation of sinners, that, his, that you know, people would repent and believe in the gospel. But what happens to the prostitute who gets saved? Where's she going to work? She can't go back to her job. You know, the people who are working at the yep. casinos. What 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 if all, you know, what if the employees of one of the casinos, all of the employees got saved? They're in jackpot. They can't work there. And it's like, it just seems that what we've got going on is what James talks about when you go, oh, you know, you, you go in there, somebody comes in, be warm, be fiddled. And yet, we don't give them the coat off our back. We don't give them the food off our plate. Right. Right. Like, why are we wasting all this money on things that are useless? You know, how many conferences do we need to do? How many, all this other junk that we waste money on? And I'm going, what if we, while we're planning churches and while we're getting the gospel out and we're in an area like Jackpot, Nevada or Twin Falls, Idaho, um, and just I'm not saying that specifically us, but just using us as an example. But I look at Jackpot, for instance. What if we opened a business and said we're going to give? Not only are we going to give the people a way out uh, from from hell and from the wrath of God that is due to them, and so you know by preaching the gospel and calling them to repent and believe. What if we said, hey, you know, oh you, you know, you you woman who was once a lady of the night. You don't have to do that anymore. Here's a job wow. for you. Amen. You know what? That would be awesome. That? You know, and it's like, and I see that as being nothing but the biblical thing. I mean, and that, and that so, seems to be the history of us as, as Christians. We would do things like that, and like, why are right. we doing it now? So, uh, as far as as uh, what you're doing on ground level, what are some of the things yeah. that that you're doing? Uh, not to rush you along, but everybody know the bar don't run that long. But it's, yeah, 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 it's yeah, kind of the I know. bullet points of what what you're doing. 
what you're doing yeah, on so, ground level before we get into the last um, couple of questions. Yeah, so what we're doing ground level wise at this moment is um you know, getting settled into the area is the big thing. because um, mm-hmm. we haven't quite official we haven't officially launched. Um but we're it's one meeting with my pastor. Um and I would tell you this man I've never met a man like this. He 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 read the Sermon on the Mount. He gardens. He was reading the Sermon on the Mount, and where Jesus says, you know, whether you know, consider the lilies of the field. That that part in the Sermon on the Mount. So he looked at that and he said, maybe I should take up gardening, and you know, consider the lilies. Nice. <laughs> like, you know, like, okay. Um, but right. he's a he's a wonderful man. So it's one meeting with him, uh, getting settled. Um, meeting the people and I'm, mm-hmm. again as i'm at work talking to people um pre- right right preaching the gospel it's 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 a very in a lot of ways a very organic sort of thing not this um so you know just getting to be a part of twin falls knowing the knowing the city gotcha. becoming in you know growing in love for the city and mm-hmm. its people because just it's lost and it's actually nice. been pretty cool to see that, you know, I've had so many people that I've spoke with so far that have actually been very open to it. And they're like, well, you know, I was raised yeah. Mormon. And I'm like, well, let me, let me tell you about the true Jesus. Let me, mm. let me tell you who Jesus is, not this fairy tale, not this sci-fi right. story. I mean, if you want this, right, right. that's fine. But, you know, go watch a Godzilla film. It's way more entertaining um, <laughs> if you want sci-fi. Um, so right. that, that's a lot of what's going on right okay. now. Um, that's it, good. And, you know, get, so it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, I, right. I, I've been in, and, and the Lord has very much, he continues to press on me going, man, these people, and I, and I look at it and this is where my Calvinism comes in. I look and I say, I do believe that there's a remnant that is in this city that Christ has wow. yet to redeem, that he will Amen. redeem sinners in this city, that Amen. the city is not completely lost. He will save sinners. Right, right, Blood right. will not be shed yeah. for nothing. Yes, sir. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, and, and I think, you know, it's important to, uh, to, to, to get your, get established first and not just come in kind of like a new Walmart on a corporate status. Um, <laughs> And so uh, I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate your your passion and and your 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 I can I can definitely sense your heart on this. And I know my listeners will as well. Um, but uh, we, we we would need an extended bars to really talk to you, Greg. I, I see that, man, because oh. <laughs> you have so much inside that would uh, that would bless a lot of people. Um, and, and we may have to have you back, man, once you get get some uh, get get really started, man, and be, be back on here, man. Cause, cause I, I just, I thank God for you. And I know there's great things, uh, to come for his glory, man. But, uh, I, I, I really hate to cut you short, man, but oh, you know, like, like I would, I bar, we, we keep it short, uh, you know, just, just kind of what we do, man. And, and even with me and my scheduling, that's kind of how we roll, man. So I, I, I right. first want to thank you, uh, for, 
for being on with me, brother. Uh, I, I really appreciate you as a brother and, and, uh, already liked you, but, uh, but, but really from afar, I love you, man. Cause, uh, uh, appreciate first, cause you, you were in the Carolinas, man. And that, that's a big time <laughs> for me. And then, uh, just to hear your heart and your, your, your passion for, for souls, man. And, and taking on this, this, uh, this calling from God, it really, it really blesses me to hear somebody uh that that's really passionate about about souls man because in this world sometimes we uh uh we can get callous and um and yeah. just to hear just to hear your heart man it, it was really a blessing so uh we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up man um uh i don't know i guess uh what it, as far as like what you want to like any contact for you people that may be in twin falls that may hear this uh, give the people a contact, some way to reach out to you, and then uh, we'll wrap it up as soon as possible before my wife gets me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, the church that uh, our sending church is Eastside Baptist Church, or technically Eastside Southern Baptist Church. Um, our The mailing address and the, the location of the church is uh, 204 Eastland, E-A-S-T-L-A-N-D, Drive North, so 204 Eastland Drive North, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83301. Um, if anybody you know, is here that's in Twin Falls, I, well, please come to Eastside. Um, if you've got kids, bring them because we're family integrated, um, which is Good. wonderful. Um, and if anybody, I'll say this, if anybody feels you know, the pressing of the Lord on, on them to help support the, what we're doing here, please do it. Send Go directly to our church, and they'll, we'll be able to handle that. Um, and, yeah, uh, so it's, you know, if you send it to Eastside, they'll be able to help out. If there are any churches uh, that are desiring to, uh, to help as a result of this, please um, help. <laughs> Uh, do, you know, do right. what you know what the Lord would lead you to do, um, because it's yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, we're in this together. Uh, we're, we're this is for the kingdom, yes, expansion of the kingdom, right. and, uh, the glory of our Lord Jesus. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and I'll get the links from you, and they'll definitely be in the show notes. The way that you guys can uh, can support and uh and 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 do that would definitely be in the show notes greg again thank you sir for your time i appreciate appreciate you yes sir god bless you man and to all my listeners make sure you check us out at thebarpodcast.com here every tuesday and this is the end of another local pastor spotlight peace appreciate it What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there